The show's about to start. R. The show's about to start. Are you ready? going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host jeff trenopole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of the cincinnati Bengals, who have announced they're actually going to have a ring of honor this is awesome now do me a favor if you found the show Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 970 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you. Now this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, let's get into this. We got special guests today, but I'm going to bring in this guy first. Jeremy Dean. What's going what is on, up? How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. I'm gonna try to jump into this because we got some pretty, uh, pretty cool guests today. Uh, some buddies of ours from the the Bengals uh, Bra podcast. I'll go ahead and bring them in. How we doing, gentlemen? What is going on, guys? Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. I feel no like problem. an outsider here. I got Jeff, Jeremy, Josh. I need to change my name. <laughs> <laughs> so we got West Coast Mark and we got Josh Cavalcante. I, I say it right again. You did. The only difference Woo-hoo! in this screen is uh, Mark's not able to change my name to super fan like he does on all of our <laughs> episodes. So I, I had full control of my name on here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you are, you're always the super fan there, right? Always. That's right. So you guys excited about the, uh, Announcement of the Bengals Ring of Honor. Long oh, absolutely. time coming. Absolutely. I think it's great. I mean, the first two that we've uh that's been announced is uh Ken Anderson, or not excuse me, uh Anthony Munoz and uh Paul Brown. Paul Brown, which I mean, I, I don't know how you could not have those guys as your first two. Those are the first two I thought would be 
in there. Uh, my question is, who you guys think might be the next two? I got my uh, my thoughts on this. Well, I think if your thoughts aren't Ken Anderson and Ken Riley, then we probably need to check your head. I mean, I, that yep. has to be the next two guys. Uh, the exactly. first two that are getting in with Munoz and Paul Brown, and then you add in Ken Riley and Ken Anderson. That's always everybody's Mount Rushmore of, of Cincinnati Bengals. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. And I mean, to this day, it is an absolute travesty that neither one of them are in the Hall of Fame. This is the picture I was looking for. I'll pop this up there. But uh, it's an tra- actual travesty that they are not in there. I mean, they should be in the Hall of Fame. These are the only two members that are actually in the Hall of Fame in uh, Paul Brown and Anthony Munoz. But the two Kens should definitely be in there as far as I am concerned. But I'm very excited about the Ring of Honor. And what it's going to look like and what, you know, what they're, how big a show are they going to do for this, you know? Yeah, I'm excited about that. I think the uh, more important thing that it's, I think it's going to reach more on a national level. I think, excuse me, um, a big problem of why we only have Anthony Munoz in the Hall of Fame is the Bengals organization and themselves has not honored their past legends you know with the ring of honor or whether it be statues or anything for that matter there's been nothing and i I think that at least the organization themselves honoring these legends goes a long way into getting these other guys into canton exactly what's your thoughts there mark yeah it's the same thing there's a stair step in every team it seems like you make the team's uh retired numbers or hall of fame and then you make it to the hall of fame and right. uh, the Bengals have been sorely missing that that first step of the process, as evidenced by the fact there's one player and one, uh, <laughs> you know, office front office person in the uh, Hall of Fame. So, ideally, uh, you know, there's a fan voting process in place that takes suite owners and season ticket holders, and they get to vote for the next two places. I, I'm hopeful that it's, uh, you know, the Ken and Ken show. But then I'm hopeful yeah. that they look at three, four, five, and say, okay, here's our 2022 class, right, and uh, right. continue to move the ball forward where they say okay here's the two automatics and then we're going to vote for two more and year after year they just continue to grow yeah because there's so many guys that that the Bengals should should have honored in the past you know 60 years or however long they've been around to, you know since 1968 that and that to me is one of the, the biggest reasons that ken anderson and ken riley are not in the hall of fame because the Bengals have done nothing to promote them to, to keep their name out there you know absolutely right well, it seems to be changing. Uh, Elizabeth Blackburn has been a breath of fresh air for the front office and for the fans, and they, they do seem to be listening. This has been something that we've been screaming about for years, but uh, the day's finally come, and I think there's some other changes on the horizon as well, so they can uh, stick to their guns as far as that hashtag new stripes. I'm excited yeah. to see the new jerseys as well. Yeah, that's exactly. going to that's, that's gonna be fun to see here soon. Well, you got new jerseys, and it looks like they can get new numbers now, too. They can pick, you know, if we actually do draft Jamar Chase, he could actually be number one if he wants to be now. It looks like that. So the, the NFL came out with that earlier today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm completely excited, though, for the Ring of Honor, just like you guys. And uh, like you said, it'd be crazy um, not to have Ken Riley Jr. in there, Ken Anderson. There's so many good players. Um to put Willie Anderson is even, you know, he's, he's up there. There's, it's going to be such a great experience for the fans, especially the fans that, you know, have asked for this for years, like we have been talking about for the last year. Um, But I really think it's going to help as we get towards the 2025 year, 
get our fans excited, get them back in the stadium. Hopefully this whole COVID thing goes away. And let's start getting excited about our Bengals again and, and, and have the fans stand behind our organization like you were saying about Blackburn. You know, there, we, we've got some things to look forward to. I, I really believe that in Cincinnati. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. It's exciting times right now, especially yes. with the, the draft. Uh, I think we got a really good chance of getting a dynamic player added to the fold as well. So, yeah, it's it's really exciting, even though the Reds are are killing it. Right now, oh, yeah. Cincinnati, uh, it's still Bengals fever. You can feel it. Oh, yeah, no doubt. it's it's unbelievable right now in the city. I mean, to, to start opening day, you know, all I was talking about was Bengals. That's all anybody leading up to opening day. All anybody wanted to talk about was Bengals, 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 Bengals. Because they all oh, they didn't do anything in the offseason. They're going to stink. Blah, blah, blah. And I kept saying, like, I, they still could be a pretty good team. They only lost two guys. Now, if they hit, boy, have they hit. <laughs> they are not going to cover off the ball right now. So, you with everything going on with the Bengals and the Reds, red hot right now. It's pretty fun being here in Cincinnati. About time, right? Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> just to let everybody get, know, you guys are, if they don't know you, which I'm pretty sure more people know you guys than they know me, you guys are, uh, do a podcast uh, on Bengals, the Bengals Brawl Network, or, or the Brawl Network on, you call it the Bengals Brawl Podcast. So, what's, uh, what's up with that? Was anything new going on there? <laughs> I think Loaded that's the question. understatement of the of the century. Um, yeah, there's. You like how I presented that to you? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was good. I'll give everybody a quick head start. You can go to awfulannouncing.com and look at uh, their staff writer Andrew Buckholz, and he writes a pretty solid article. Uh, I'll just give you the quick title here. It's a it's a pretty well documented article of the goings on, but the article title is "Brawl Network Sees Contributor Exodus and Complaints About Founder Mike Brez, Including Slurs in His Past Tweets." So, as much as I appreciate you announcing us as part of the Brawl Network, <laughs> our entire team of of and I'm not speaking for James Rapine and and Tony Pike and but Josh, myself, Tony, James. Uh, we've all exited stage left from any association with the Brawl Network. Yeah, Sam, Sam, uh, Sam, the man Connaughton with us. We're no longer going to be broadcasting our show from the Brawl Network in, in light of those uh, allegations, I guess is what they are at this point. Right. We, we don't know, but uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. And it just doesn't, those types of views and comments just don't align with how we operate. So, we will be uh, finding a different location to um, host a podcast and Bengals podcast and, and kind of keep our momentum rolling because we did enjoy it. Uh, Brawl Network did afford us some opportunities to meet some great people and, and have some great things of that, you know, and get some experience going down to College Gridiron Showcase and some other great opportunities. But um, we just felt like it was best for us to uh, remove ourselves from the network. Right, right, yeah. When when stuff like that happens, you kind of got to make a decision. You're, you know, you uh, got to jump ship, or you're going down with the, going down with the ship. One or two. So, I, I think you guys will find uh, some be- bigger and better opportunities on on down the road. But when you do, definitely uh, give me a heads up, and I will get it out, get the word out to figure out where you guys are at, and because it'll be probably under a different podcast name, obviously, so it won't be on the broad network anymore. So, yeah, we're still trying to figure out all those details as far as. Uh where we're going to land or uh, what kind of name and stuff like that. But we'll be coming out with an announcement soon. 
but I appreciate that. No problem. All right. Well, the chat is completely blowing up about the draft and I just have a question for you. Who, what, what, what team are you guys on? Cause I, I was on the orange is a new black podcast, the civil war, and it was team chase versus team Sewell. I'm on <laughs> team chase, but if they draft Sewell, I'll be fine with it. My opinion, we're going to get a really good player at number five. And I don't think we're uh, trading down. We're going to stay at five, but in your guys' opinion, are you team chase or are you team Sewell? Ooh, I, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong. It's a good decision to be able to have. And uh, you're faced with probably Pitts, Sewell, Chase is all solid picks, in my opinion. Yeah, Varying I was going to ask where where the uh, team Pitts, uh, where do we where do we land at for that? Well, from what I understand, um, I, I like Pitts. I'd be cool with him, but uh, Malik Wright, if you guys ever follow him on Twitter, he has stated in a Twitter or in a tweet that if you like this tweet. You know, where he said that they are not going to draft Pitts. He would buy you two Bengals tickets and a jersey of your choice to any Bengals game you wanted. So he is very confident that the Bengals are not drafting Pitts. So I'm kind of going by what he's saying. I mean, the man's that confident to tweet that out. Now you had to like the tweet or whatever. That's right. I think it's going to be you know, <laughs> Pitts or, or Sewell. But I mean, if, or not Pitts, I mean, Chase or Sewell. But like I said, Pitts would be, I, I wouldn't mind Pitts. I mean, I'm team Chase. I like him. I like the 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 chemistry he had with Burrow. I, I think that's good. And the reason I'm I'm more like that because of the the amount of offensive lineman talent that is in the draft. I think you can get a a, a very good one in the second round and an, another a backup potential starter in the third round with with as many good offensive linemen that there is in this draft. See, I go the other way. I, I look at it a couple different ways, Jeff. I think, number one, the reason why Burrow didn't play the second half of the season is not because we were lacking in wide receiver talent. Right. Second thing ah. is, I think we've got some serious depth at wide receiver in the later rounds. So I, I think you're looking at guys that are burners in the later rounds. I think my dog agrees, too. It's another team, Sewell. Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, th- this draft. I mean, honestly, this draft couldn't work out per- more perfect for for the Bengals, as far as the two needs that they have. They they do need a wide receiver, and there's a lot of depth in the in the draft, and they need a, 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 a offensive lineman, tackle, or well, probably gonna be a guard since they signed Reef. I would think whoever they draft would start out a guard and maybe kick out the tackle. But you never know because Reef said he played guard too, so Reef is pretty good with wherever they put him. So it's not necessarily true that you know we draft this guy and he's going to be the guard no matter what if we draft an offensive if we draft Sewell I mean maybe you kick you start him out of tackle I mean there's lots of options that's what I'm really happy with the way the Bengals have ran the offseason some people complained about not getting enough offensive linemen but they weren't going to pay 80 million dollars for Tooney I mean they needed more help than just him and and I think the two guys that they actually had targeted one of them got franchised and one of them got re-signed so that's why i think that's where they're at with the offensive line in the in the offseason yeah you still got decent guard talent as free agents right now and, and we definitely need some edge rush on the defensive side of the ball and and on top of that uh you know i see keith's making a comment you can find a quality starter third fourth fifth round in the draft you can find a potential pro bowl talent in the first round i don't know why you'd consider passing on that 
What do you got, John? Yeah, and we, we've we've talked about this uh, the draft here for the last couple months, and I think you know here until here recently, I was all team Penesul. I just yeah. uh, get as much protection, build that fortress around Joe Burrow. Let's protect him as much as possible. And I'm not saying I'm necessarily off of that wagon, but you start to hear, you know, Zim or uh, John Sheeran, guys from Cincy Jungle, whether it be Joe Goodberry, yep. and you read in all these different things, and you're like, man, uh, that's some supreme talent we're passing on if we don't take Jamar Chase and, or Kyle right. Pitts. I, but like we've also stated on our podcast, they're in a great spot. They're right. going to be hard-pressed to mess this up. If we get Jamar Chase, if we get Penesul or Kyle Pitts, we're getting a generational talent that is going to be, you know, in stripes, hopefully for the next 10, 15 years and a, a complete game changer. All those guys are, none of us should be upset with any of those names if no. they're announced to five. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, yeah Jeremy. Uh, no, I was just letting you guys know, man. I was not ignoring you there. My phone is kind of screwing up. And before the that's show started, okay. we were ignoring you. We had we weren't even paying attention to what you're doing anyway. Good. So it's yeah, fine. Well, I'm used to that, especially for this jackass <laughs> yeah, yeah, over, over, over here, whatever. Um, no, just trying to get it shared out. And my phone's having problems. I don't understand. But yeah, anyway, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I was after last year watching burrow go through what he went through and i'm sure you probably you guys didn't you know get to watch much many of our shows uh throughout the season but oh, dude, they watch us all the time what are you talking about what, well yeah, we know. tune in every week man every exactly. week every and day I, every day at 5 30 yeah Eastern. exactly exactly along with tiger woods michael jordan i know yeah. these guys but Sharper Ice is running. <laughs> it's big. It's big up here on the West Coast. It is. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I just, I, at the end of the year, you ask me, I'm saying Sewell, I want to watch him. I want to see what he can do. Watch it. I loved what he did. And here comes Chase. We got Burrow. So I'm on the Chase bandwagon, 100%. Jeff is as well. But I saw a little graph today and it kind of threw me back to last year's Bengals and it and I'm sure y'all have seen it it's been floating around but it shows Burrow throwing the ball and it shows mm. Sewell blocking for him and he throws the ball and the guy catches it and underneath the the guy his name is called anybody <laughs> <laughs> and then it's got a second one and it shows uh, Burrow getting creamed, and it shows a little arch of the ball falling short with Chase going, I'm open, I'm open, but he's already been sacked. So, you know, I looked at that today and I kind of thought, man, don't forget about what happened last year. You know, don't, don't let all this glamorous stuff let you forget about the problems we've had because at the end of the day, we've only really added – one starter? Would you guys agree with that? Um, being, yeah, but I, I, I guess the only thing I would say is that, and Sam actually mentioned this on our last show. I really think the Bengals are banking on the addition of Frank Pollock, yes. uh, improving the offensive line more than we're really factoring in to true. anything. So I'm not saying I agree with that. I would love to see him go get another guard, and the more the merrier. And it really opens up your options at five on, on what you can do. The more. Uh, talent we bring in but I think that they're really banking on Frank Pollock be making that big of a difference with how they do things and how these guys play 
Yeah, I had uh, Jake uh, Lisko on uh, the show last week from uh, Locked on Bengals, and I asked him this question about Frank Pollock. I said, uh, like last year, my opinion, they relied too much on Turner, who, in my opinion, again, was an awful offensive line coach. <laughs> so, oh. And I think he proved it. Uh, they were relying on him, I think, too much last year to coach these guys up. Now, are they doing the same thing again? Now, in Jake's opinion, he said he didn't think they were because they had already gotten went out and got Riley Reef. And they've gotten um, Spain back, which I actually think Spain is actually a people are kind of sleeping on that. I think that's a bigger pickup than uh, fans are really into because Spain came in, you know, halfway through the season, start or not started, but came in, played the first game that he was a Bengal, and then bounced around. Yeah, yeah, bounced bounced around the whole time. If you can stick him at guard, left or right, whichever one they want to put him at, and leave him there, I think he's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, and Suafilo in the short time that he was in there was playing pretty solid too. He wasn't playing like garbage. He wasn't playing like a pro bowler by any means, but right. he was solid yeah. as well. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's not very first game. The only concern would be a little bit of a depth issue. You know, if somebody goes down again, I mean, what are we looking at? Who are we putting in there? There's not really too many guys. I mean, is Pollock going to improve Billy Price's play that much more? I hope so. I'd love to see Billy uh, kind of make good on that first round pick. But, uh, man, I, it's that's tough. Let me give you a different perspective here. Just in looking at the Bengals over the last, you know, the the new Stripes Bengals over the last couple seasons now, they're bringing a new coach, and all of a sudden they're making moves that are so un-Bengal-like where they're active in free agency for a couple years in a row. They're active in the draft. They're maneuvering players. Now here we are, year three. They're changing out coaching. But every time I'm seeing something, which is new for the Bengals, is – you're the new coach. Let's give you your new toys. And they go out and spend money in free agency. So what's the likelihood that they bring in uh, Frank Pollock and don't give him some new toys by drafting Sewell in the first round? True. You get, you got a good point. Like, like I said, yeah. if, if they draft Sewell, I am not going to be upset. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm team chase, but like I'm all for protecting Joe Burrow. I mean, that is, he is the franchise. He is our, our, our Corvette. You know, he's our shiny toy. He's going to ever when I would say when, we win a Super Bowl, which all you Squealer fans, we're going to win one one of these days. I'll be right here talking about it. But when we win one, the reason that's going to happen is because of Joe freaking Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I I don't see any Bengal fans this year. Um, and and they, they, they didn't with Burrow either or A.J. Green. Um, but other than those guys, I don't see – any Bengals fans throwing tacos at their TVs at our first pick. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you, you've, you've got to be happy with Sewell. You're protecting your investment and that's what he is. He is our investment for hopefully a long time to come. And if you take chase, you're giving him a tool, get into second round. You got Leatherwood, you may have Wyatt Davis. So, you know, I just don't see any Bengal fans being that upset because, boy, there have been some that were upset over some of our last first picks. Well, and for good reason. Some of them haven't been been that well, uh, exactly. been that good over here recent years. Oh boy, he. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been some. This year? It's been <laughs> some rough. There's been some rough ones that have uh, happened over recent years for a uh, front office that was so good at drafting for all those years, and now we've kind of hit like a brick wall. Um, last year was pretty solid. I, I think there's gonna they're gonna pull a, a good chunk of players that are gonna be longtime Bengals out of last year's draft. So um, maybe they're back on the right track. But um, you hear a lot of people make the comments of you know reading between the tea leaves of Duke Tobin's 
uh, recent comments and saying, oh, that automatically means they're picking Jamar Chase. Uh, I don't really think that. I think it's the smoke and mirror season right now anyways. You're going to say stuff to throw other people off their game. So I don't think you can really read in to too much about what Duke's saying right now. Right, exactly. Because people comment on my show here, like, oh, Duke Tobin and Zach were both at, at Sewell's Pro Day, but only Zach was at, at uh, Chase's Sewell Day. I was like, or Chase's Pro Day. I said, dude, I, that's that don't mean anything. <laughs> like, you know, they, mm. they, they're, they were there. I mean, it, you know, so they could draft either one of them, but uh, – Got a question here from Lavar. He said, "Hey, Iceman and crew, how do you guys feel about releasing Giovanni Bernard? I think it's a big mistake because of his pass blocking and receiving in the backfield. What did what did you guys feel about that? You know, a couple uh, shows ago, we had a kid on that Josh got to see in person at the uh, College Gridiron Showcase, but a late round draft pick. Probably, what would you guess, Josh? Projecting uh, fifth, sixth round ish." Maybe yeah, undrafted probably. free agent on the outside and maybe a fourth rounder on the high side, but Josh Johnson, small college player and uh man just balled out at the college gridiron showcase and a guy that, uh, you know, he shared with us that he's spoken with the Bengals and with their coaching staff about what he was looking for and what role he, he could potentially play. And that's a guy that as we watched him in person or, or footage of it, from my perspective, you know, this is a, a rookie version of Gio Bernard, potentially. Guy can catch out of the backfield. He gives world-class effort when it comes to blocking. I mean, there's footage of him just stacking up monster defensive rushers. And then the kid knows only one speed, and it's cut one time and go, which is a perfect compliment to Joe to uh, Mixon. And as far as to answer the, the question, as far as releasing Gio, I hated to see it. Uh I understand it, I guess. They were able to save, what, like $5 million in cap space. So as long as they yeah. spend that money, I, I understand it. Um, mm-hmm. Just to put it in your back pocket and not have Geo right. in there, I wouldn't be right. able to accept that as much. But, yeah, you hate to see Geo go. Uh, just a great guy on and off the field, has been so involved with the community. And uh, that's a great point by the listener as far as his pass protection it's, He's been rock solid ever since he came into Cincinnati, but this might be kind of a sign where they're saying, okay, Mixon, it's, it's your show now, as much as you can be in there, you're going to be in there. Uh, P Ryan obviously come in and spell him on some carries and stuff. Cause I don't, P Ryan was okay in pass pro last year, but I don't think he's like somebody that's, you're going to really throw out there as much as you were with geo. So I think this is kind of a sign of saying Joe Mixon's going to be a three down back this upcoming season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's one thing I've I have actually kind of talked about this for the last couple months that I thought it was a possibility because the like somebody said in the chat here, the running back position is devalued in the NFL. And the Bengals, just with Mixon and Bernard, were in a top five or percentile or top three percentile of money allotted to the running backs position. So I'm like, you know, there's a chance they could release them just to free up money to go, you know, hopefully like we all want to do reallocated for free agents or draft picks or whatever. And when they resigned uh, Piron, I'm like, that's, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they get rid of them. And the thing is when they Bengals fans are upset that they get rid of them, I'm like, all right, well, Bengals fans get upset when we hang on to guys too long too. So, you know, it's kind of like, well, they let this guy go. And I think it cracks me up. We were talking about this yesterday. Some experts are saying, wow, they, why they let him go in, in April. I mean, man, he's, he's going to have a hard time getting on a team. I'm like it's freaking April. I mean, Giovanni Bernard's going to pick, get picked up by somebody. I mean, I can see yeah. him going to Tampa Bay or, or somebody like that. I don't think he's going to have a problem. Yeah. 
I don't think they yeah. did him wrong at all. I mean, I think they tried to 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 get him to take a pay cut or trade him, and neither one of them worked out, so they just released him. Yeah, the, Keith makes a good point, too. They asked him to take a pay cut or restructure some numbers. He said, just cut me, which I don't think it was a, a bash in the team or vice versa. I think it was no. just a solid, uh, you know, do me a solid and let me go, and I'll go find my own paychecks. Right, exactly. Yeah. That, that's where I think they actually did, did him a favor, like you said. Go ahead, Jeremy. <clears throat> oh, no. <clears throat> my bad. Um, but yeah, and, and with Gio, you know, he's. I've heard a lot of people say, well, towards the end of the draft, we're going to have a guy like Trey Sermon up there. We're going to have a guy. Okay, I'm a Buckeye through and through. Schooled, raised, love my Buckeyes. But if you've got Joe Mixon, I think we can – I'll admit, he's kind of a power runner. He he's a one cut quick guy, but he he's more of a a slug. You know what I mean? He's a he's he's a hard hitting runner. Then you got P Ryan, who you know he's he's kind of in that same category. And then if you would bring in somebody like Sermon, does that sound to you? W- would you like to have those three running backs? Because what I've tried to tell people is Sermon isn't he can't catch the ball, at, you know from the backfield. But at the end of the day, he's running four, six, man. And you got guys like Gino that are running four, fours, four, threes. And that's kind of where your dump offs. You want a little speed there. And I just don't see sermon bringing that extra burst compared to what we would already have. I, I just don't know if that would be the three running backs that would really fix our situation. How do you guys feel about it? I mean, I don't know enough about where Sermon's supposed to get drafted. Like, isn't it somewhere in the middle rounds? Yeah. 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 Five or so, seven. Yeah. He left school to go be a fifth round pick. Makes no sense to me. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Off so maybe, maybe they, that's about where the Bengals probably start looking, maybe yeah. for that additional guy. So it's a possibility. But I would think that they would be more inclined to go after a guy that they know is a, a capable pass catching back and a better fit, a little quicker. And yeah. So I had to replace Geo. That's cheaper and younger. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> like that, Josh so Johnson, answers, possibly. That, yeah, there you exactly. go. It answers their question. So all you, the sermon people, I love him. He should have stayed. He could have went in the first or second, but he left, and now he's going to be lucky to be drafted. So there's the answer to your question by Josh himself, guys. <laughs> and I would have signed up for Trey Sermon's day any day. I would have loved to have been drafted in the fifth round. So, oh, yeah. I had that. Had I had that available to me, I I, I, t- I think any of us would take that. Right on. <laughs> right on. So we're we're talking about the uh, the coaching changes and everything, and we changed the defensive line coach and the offensive line coach. One person we didn't change, who I wish they would have, and I never say his name right because I do it on purpose until his defense gets better. If his defense ever gets better, I will promise I will say his name right. But it's Lou Armadillo. How do you guys <laughs> feel about Armadillo? I, I, I'm not a big fan of his, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't. I, I haven't seen much out of uh, his defense the last couple of years, and they keep giving him more and more toys, and we keep sucking at defense. Well, his defense definitely didn't have too much of a hard shell to it like an Armadillo did last <laughs> year. It, it, it started to harden up, I guess, maybe towards the back end of the season. Uh, they started playing a little bit better, I thought. But, yeah, I think it's well past being put up or shut up time for Lou Anarumo, but especially after a second second consecutive offseason where we've really loaded up on defense and mm-hmm. that's where we've really looked at the additions. Um, yeah, I 
wouldn't think that it would be too far into the season if they come out of the gate struggling and he's, yeah. you know, and they're giving up 30, 40 points a game. I would think that he's got to be hitting the road really quick. He got, got to. And Mark, um, what, what, and Josh, actually, is the last game where we literally gave up historic rushing. Does that kind of stick in your head still to this day when you think about Lou and how we kept him and, does it kind of make you think, man, is this hey, what we should, we really should have got rid of him last year? Or do you guys feel like, hey, we're going heavy on D again this year, give him another chance with a bunch of different players? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if somebody in the front office misread the rule book, but <laughs> I think we're, I think we're focusing on a 53 man roster specifically just defensive backs. That's, that's what I've seen so far. And, and what we talked about in the past is you cannot cover an NFL receiver for six, seven seconds. No, no. We could have the best defensive backs in the country. We need a pass rush. We need to limit that time to, to select a receiver and drop back and throw the ball to under four seconds, and it's an entirely different game. Exactly. So have we provided the tools to, to do that? We had a couple guys that made sense. Maybe we made a swap that was even money trade when, when Dunlop left. But, man, we don't have, you know, along your lines, Jeremy, to answer your question, we don't have anybody to stop the hole in the middle. That's true. You bring back Mike Daniels. There's an outside shot that Gino comes back. Uh, but still, uh, you know, those guys have, uh, you know, we're not getting Pro Bowl Gino back. I don't uh-huh. care how much you pay. That's, that guy's not around anymore. So is there yeah. another option at the defensive line that's, that's just going to make a difference in the team? And I think you can see that key plug in the middle of the defensive line suddenly draws double teams and suddenly makes an outside pass rush reasonable, even without the world-class pass rusher. If I'm getting double teamed in the middle, uh, you know, I've watched it. You're down in Alabama. You see it in the SEC. Uh, One defensive interior lineman makes a difference on the outside edge rush every single game. No doubt. And to be fair to Mr. Armadillo, as the Iceman would call him, (laughs) uh, you lose players like DJ Reader. Uh, Geno Atkins was hurt most of last year. Uh, you lose Trey Waynes. Um, yeah, we can say we added all those guys, but they really didn't play. Um, right. They were kind of the walking dead last year. Mm-hmm. You had a very young linebacking core. So you're probably not going to find too many defensive coordinators out there that would have made the Bengals a top 15 defense last year. So that's true. Right, exactly. I mean, I, and, and my, my, I, I, I get all that with, with the, the injuries and everything. Mm-hmm. But it, for me, it's just – and I, I brought this up on my show – a million times the, the the game that drove me nuts was the Indianapolis Colts game. Mm, I was there. How many times? Yeah. How many times did we see a tight end, a wide receiver, a running back run wide open right over the middle of the field? And, and it has nothing to do with injuries. There was no Bengal within five yards of them. That's the part. That's the problem I have with him. And that's where I'm just like, what are you scheming? I don't, you know, you can, I, I, I'll give it to him for the, the injuries and everything, but, I don't like his schemes. I don't, he just backs off and, and plays zone almost the whole time. It, it and he never he never blitzes, and that's another thing. It, since he's getting Hilton, you know the the quarterback. One of the best things he does is blitz. How many times did the Bengals blitz last year? So now that we have him, is he actually going to blitz? Because he should. You just signed mm-hmm. him. So th- those are just it's just the scheme thing with me that I don't see. I haven't seen anything of it in, in the two years. I don't like I don't like the way he schemed anything to be honest. And, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and and 
for this is for you guys too, just real quick. Um, you know, we all listened to his interview with the media when he first come in. He was going to change us from 4-3 to a 3-4 defense. That's the way we were going to draft. That's the way we were going to get guys. We were going to blitz, linebacker, like like the Steelers do, like the Ravens do. He kind of, you know, put all this in our head, and I'm thinking, now let's go out there and, you know, and, and knock Ben Roethlisberger's block off. You know, let's go out there and do what they've been doing to us. And it seems like the last two years, we don't see 3-4 much ever it's just a base defense through this whole last year i mean would you guys agree that there wasn't a whole lot of uh i don't want to say trickery but you know when you're sending you know your inside linebacker one time you're outside the next whatever you know teams don't know what you're doing i i saw a lot of teams standing there pretty much just kind of pointing out this is gonna happen this is gonna happen you tight end run over the middle because he's gonna back up 10 yards you're gonna be wide open i mean how do you guys feel about the three, four and the four, three and what Lou's done with that? Um, and the five and six. Here's the worst part of it is we load up a roster to run a three, four defense. And then we run a four, three defense. So we've got a thick linebacker core and then we play three of them. So, so I don't understand when your weakness is down linemen and when your weakness is edge rush, why don't you focus on bringing linebackers when you have a strength at linebacker? That that was the most frustrating part. (laughs) Right. Exactly. All right, hang on a second. We're we're at the halfway point. I like uh, letting everybody know what they're watching. But you guys are watching sports with Strawberry Ice. I got the guys formerly from the Bengals Brawl podcast on the show. Before. We are <laughs> going free agents. Free, free agent. The free agent. The free me, agent. Uh, me, Josh, Sam, and Gio currently free agents. Exactly. <laughs> right. there you, go. Uh, you guys, if uh, if you're fi- watching the show on Facebook or anything like that, do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget so, TikTok. Oh yeah, TikTok. I had that one too. That's that's that guy <laughs> right there. He's tick. He's TikTok nuts. <laughs> oh, I'm TikTok. Oh, dude, dude. Seriously, we'll be on the weekend. I'll be sitting watching a game. I get a notification, dude. You got a TikTok just now. I'm like, I'll be sitting watching the game, and my phone will be going ding, ding, ding. Look. Jeff made a TikTok. Jeff made a TikTok. Jeff. I'll get out of here. I don't make that man. You made way more than I have. <laughs> oh, come on. I bet you guys both man. look good. Both yeah. dancing on there. It looks good. That's an app I have not downloaded yet. So 14-year-old girl in the body. Yeah. Once you download it, it's addicting, man. <laughs> I have I have three uh kids that uh are almost teenagers. One of them is a teenager, so I see plenty of TikTok. I just yeah. uh don't have it on my phone. Yeah, I got a daughter. I got a 16-year-old, almost 17-year-old daughter, and I'll try to do stuff on there, and I'll, I'll be like, I'll yell, call for her to come down. What do you want, Dad? What, what do you need help with on TikTok now? I'm like, how do you do this? <laughs> There's my dog we going know. off. Yeah, we so, know about 10, 10% of TikTok. That's about our <laughs> knowledge. Enough to be dangerous. That's right. This is, how, this is how close I get to TikTok. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> There's the first sound effect. I was waiting for that. (laughs) All right, guys. Got I got another question now. I'm if you guys watch the show, I'm always the optimistic one, and that guy right there is the pessimistic one, usually. Realist. (sighs) Whatever. Anyway, my thought is I really do think if the Bengals knock this out, this draft out of the ballpark, that they have a chance 
to uh, a shot at being a, being a playoff team. I'm not saying they're going to, but I think they have a shot of of of, of making it. You know, uh, I, how do you guys? I know it's, the division's hard, but the, the Squealers aren't that. They're going down. I think the Browns are the Browns, and then you got the Ravens, who you know the Ratbirds. So they're they're going to be good. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, just look at last year's schedule. You got a uh, <clears throat> three point opening loss to the to the uh, Chargers. You got a five point loss to the Browns. You take a tie to the Eagles. Uh, how many of those games? You know, a four point clutching defeat from the jaws of victory from the Colts. How many of those games change? We're not talking about massive changes. How many of those games change, and uh, suddenly you have a winning record, or suddenly right, you're exactly. you're fighting for a shot at the playoffs? So now with a seventeen game schedule. Can they get in that playoff hunt? I don't think it's unrealistic. We're not talking about wholesale massive changes to suddenly have a team that's competitive. They're right. competitive. They just aren't are on the wrong side of the win-loss column on a couple games. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that, how much of that attitude takes over as well when you're suddenly saying, well, we lost another close one, lost another close one, and then does the team kind of start to cancerize themselves in the locker room just a touch, even if everybody's publicly positive? Yeah, Mark's bringing up just last year, but even if you go back to Zach Taylor's first year, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of close losses. I mean, I don't know what his record is in one-score games offhand. It's not pretty, uh, but there's been a lot of them. And if they could find some way of winning those games this year, I think it helps, obviously, having a healthy Joe Burrow who's showed that he's clutch in those situations. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're far off. They just got to start – they're going to have a bunch of close games again this year, and they're going to have to figure out ways to win them instead of finding ways to lose them. What do you got? Yeah. Three games last year, being realistic on uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy's tone, three games that we really weren't competitive in well, the, out of the, 16 games. Yeah, the You got first, two Ravens games and, yeah. a, and a Steelers game. Yeah, that's it. They, Everything else they were pretty much in. I mean, I mean, to me, I, I, this is one thing I've brought up on the show. If just let's, I think this would have changed the whole season if, they don't call AJ Green for that pass interference against the Chargers. Then Joe freaking Burrow on his very first game in the NFL leads his team down the field for a winning touchdown. I yeah. think that changes the whole season because that gets them over the hump of winning the close game. And that, and, you know, you got to learn how to win these things, you know. And, and uh, Barry well, Larkin said this on the broadcast with the Reds yesterday you got to lose to be able to learn how to win. So the Bengals have got the losing part down, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I, I got that check. Got yep, that. Check. We got that down. So they're just going to learn how to finish games out. In my opinion, they are close. And if he doesn't get hurt in the uh, Washington game, we're winning that game. I think because we, oh, yeah. we were killing them. I think, I think depth is still a little bit of a concern. I think if we look at our, our starting rotation, whether it be on offense, defense, we have solid pieces there. If guys start to go down an injury like they have every single year in the last four or five years, they could, I mean, it's going to be what we've had. I mean, you can't sustain that many injuries and and expect to be successful, especially when you don't have the depth and the Bengals don't really have depth. They have a solid starting rotation, but the depth is not there. You know, my question is that, is that that a coaching thing, you know, for getting why, why we always have so many freaking injuries. Is that, you know, I I don't, I don't, like we said the last couple of years, getting injured i mean i don't know i don't get it i posed the question to on our show as far as the training staff or or uh whatever you want strength and conditioning or some something's wrong in the program i i don't know what it is but uh you know last year i think all the teams 
with all the COVID restrictions, had all those soft tissue injuries, and I think it was kind of expected. Yeah. But this thing with the Bengals oh, yeah. goes farther back than you know COVID. Right. Oh yeah, so. and and the thing about it is, I look at it two ways, man. I, we got we had Burrow this year. You know, when we were healthy, we were playing the NFC least. This was going to be, you know, our year to to win these games, to win these close games, for Bullock not to miss game winners or game tires. And, uh, dude, you guys have made about six different comments that have cost Josh probably another $4,000 worth of therapy. <laughs> almost, almost all these issues have been dealt with, and you're bringing them right back. Yeah. In the <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is this year it's a different – whole different year. We stay healthy, I think we can – I think we step with anybody in the league. I don't care, you know, what division we're playing. But last year's division, man, that would have been a good time for Burrow to really be that rookie of the year. And, oh, I had all these great hopes. So, like you were saying, uh, Josh, we've got to stay healthy this year pretty much. I mean, And that's a cliche. I mean, every team has to stay healthy, right? But right. I think yeah. it, it all depends on your depth and how you're able to absorb those injuries. And I don't feel like the Bengals are in a great spot to absorb them. I'm with you there. And especially when we're not playing the NFC least anymore, we're going to have tougher teams. So we're going to need to try to, like you said, it's a cliche, but we're going to have to try to knock down on some of these injuries. And my gosh, I'm not going to even say it can't get worse. I won't say that. I swear. You better not. <laughs> but that was tough last year. That was tough. I mean, mm-hmm. what can you do? I'm we had Travion Williams running the ball. I'm okay with, with the with the schedule being harder because if they do come out guns blazing like the Reds are this year, that Ooh. beating these tougher teams is going to be, I think, payoff in the long run as hopefully – winning a playoff game, you know, because if you're just beating all these cupcake teams and you go to playoffs, and you do the same thing and, eh, you know, then nothing happens. So hopefully the, the tougher schedule and hopefully they've learned from their mistakes, you know, learned what not to do because if they can't learn from their mistakes, we're just going to be starting all over again and spinning our wheels. So that's, that's the hope. And that's, that's what you have to have as a Bengals fan is, is hope right now. If you don't have hope, you ain't got nothing. But- well, it's pretty much all new blood in there now. I think there's only, what, three remaining guys from yep. our last That's playoff it. appearances uh, yep. in 2015. So yep. it's all new blood in there, new leadership. Unfortunately, the the mainstays of, uh, you know, Hall of Famers, as I will always call him, A.J. Green. And, and yep. not that those guys were bad guys to follow, but it's just nope. going to be a whole new leadership uh, as far as in the locker room and a whole new vibe and, you know, Joe Burrow is going to be right at the at the front of that. And uh, anybody, you know, all of us have seen Joe Burrow under pressure in an interview. You just can't, you know, hate anything that the guy does. Yeah, now that's that's one thing that, that's interesting with all with like you said, there's only three guys left from the last playoff game. Mm-hmm. They have given the keys to the car. They've given it to, to Zach Taylor. These are Zach's guys. So, like we we're saying with with Armadillo, you know, in the first couple of games, if the defense sucks. He may have, might be at the door. If Zach doesn't get off to a good start, I, he, I think he's out the door because, I mean, it's his last, last year of his contract. They've given him everything he wants. I mean, what do you guys think? Go ahead, go ahead Mark. I'm, I'm not making predictions on any midseason head coaching changes. I, I, I haven't seen it in the past. I mean, we've been 40 years since that's happened, Josh. Is that about right? Uh, the Bengals did do it, I believe, with – 
Bruce Coslett. I mean, I think well, I don't quit. think that they. Yeah, he resigned. He uh, resigned. Right. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, all, all members yeah. of the Bengals coaching staff take one step forward. Not so <laughs> yeah. fast, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's not something that, that the Bengals are known for doing by any means. Yeah. I mean, we held on to Marvin for how long, you know? David uh, Shula. <laughs> yeah. So by, there's plenty of examples of them being very, maybe sometimes too patient with their coaches. So I, I, I would I, say this, Jeff, if there's a midseason defensive coaching change, then who is on because they're not going to bring in a new defensive coordinator right. who's on the right. roster right now that's going to step in and say, right. all right, here's the here's the new blood bringing yeah. bringing new ideas to the team. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's that's what scares me, to be honest. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know who right. they're going to bring in. I mean, <laughs> there ain't much there. You know, Darren Simmons has been here forever. He's not a defensive coordinator. I, I would I wouldn't know at all. I mean. <laughs> would you have a guess any of you guys i think yeah, like bengal jim yeah <laughs> there you go. all right say. that's a good one yeah bengal jim probably would be the best defensive coordinator in the franchise's history there we all go. know that i like that. <laughs> i have to let them know that we're voting for him <laughs> <laughs> maybe season ticket holders and suite owners get to vote for the new defensive coordinator <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly exactly that a good point though mark there, there really isn't uh, that was, that was i really mean I, it makes sense if there's somebody that's fresh blood right. that's got some new ideas that wasn't part of a disciple of uh anarumo so then all of a sudden you've got a little bit of a gear shift but they already know the personnel they know mm -hmm. the the scheduling then you know there's just a lot to do to pick up so I, I, you know i apologize for not knowing the schedule any better but if it happens is there a uh after the bye week type move that could happen when when do we see a bye week in 2021? That's what I don't know. Uh, you know I don't, if that I, was week yeah. six or something, and we were one and five, then is there a bye week? Uh, you know, after week six the, type of thing that might that might be an outside possibility if we just started off. Right, I'm looking. I, I got the the. I oh, heard it's the opponent. Lavar nailed it. Bengal Jim would just have the other team out under the table drunk. <laughs> I know that's my man. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now that that's the opponents, but that's not the actual schedule. So I don't. The schedule actually hasn't come out yet. Yeah, I don't think I'm they aware. have that figured out yet. Yeah. So that's that's actually who we're playing. So I mean, it's not. It's not a gauntlet. I don't think. I mean, it's it's tougher than last year, but it's mm -hmm. it's definitely doable. I think we can get get a couple couple wins. Who's missing out. off of that? Who's missing off of that list? Who who was the seventeenth game we added? Uh, 49ers. 49ers. Or excuse me, excuse me, the sucky Niners. That's what I call them because they beat us twice in two Super Bowls. Yeah, that, I, I, I try to have nicknames for everybody. <laughs> can't, can't wait to hear ours. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. You already got you got Super Fan Josh and you got West Coast Mark. I can't give you nicknames. You already got them. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Jeremy? Oh no, man! I was sitting back and listening to Green, dude. I mean, that's where I'm at. I, I'm. I'm same way, feel the exact same way. And I also wanted to let uh, Josh know, dude, your nickname's a lot better than mine because somehow dime bag. I'm Dime Bag Dean. Now, having, for the record, haven't let, done any of this wait, since Jeremy brought it up. Jeremy brought it up. Ago. I did not, just for the record. Correct. <laughs> Crip started. It was a joke. So from now, something thirty years ago, I'm paying for, it, or twenty five years ago. Whatever. Thirty years ago, you would have looked at that as a badge of honor. 
Well, I would have, yes. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the Wayback Machine here. One of our early guests was uh, Cincinnati reporter Brandon Seho, and we pulled out some footage from a college project of his when this is umpteen years ago when Ohio was voting to legalize marijuana. Oh, yeah. And uh, he ran a college senior project video. And I think, do you remember what his line was? Something about... Uh, Cincinnati voters are not too high on the idea. (laughs) (laughs) And he was, he was saying, please don't play that. That's all I need. So (laughs) did did Ohio not just legalize marijuana in the most recent vote? Or was I know Illinois did, right, Josh? Yeah. Illinois. I thought that maybe Ohio did or medical marijuana or something or other. How about Alabama? Alabama has not, and it'll probably be the last state to ever do so. You, Uh, we, we, we just got beer on Sundays two years ago. <laughs> if that tells you anything. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana's the same way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as far as the nicknames, yeah, Mark goes ahead and, and puts super fan next to mine. So that's that's Mark's nickname for me. I will probably forever be his Bengals super fan. Uh, got him into the Bengals love. So I, that's his nickname for me. Super fan, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just much easier than the last name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But let me ask you guys this, man, while you're on here. And I know you probably answered it a million times, but as Bengal fans all of our lives, like we all have been, uh, how do you feel totally about the offseason and where we're going and pretty much changing up our whole defensive backfield? Um, we only got one lineman as of right now um, for free agency. Uh, how do you guys feel in a whole about about what we've done? I feel pretty solid about it. I mean, I think that they could have probably made some more moves on offensive line. I would have liked to have seen something. Um, But I think with the loss of William Jackson, that hurts a little bit. But they were able to replace him with pretty uh, Cheeto. Awuzie is a Mm -hmm. solid, uh, you know, guy to bring back in. And then we talked about Mike Hilton as well. I mean, that's a solid addition. I, I, in my opinion, think that the the cornerback room is upgraded over what it was uh, in in previous years. Now the D line, uh, we'll have to see. I can Ogan Joby, Ogan Joby, excuse me, uh, be that guy that Geno Kite when wasn't able to be last year. And you got Daniels, who looks like a man possessed. If you look at his social media, he's on a mission. So if you got mm-hmm. Daniels, Ogan Joby, and Reader to match up with those guys. I think they got a pretty solid uh, – I think we got an upgraded defense from what we had last year, you know, as long as they stay healthy. The only thing I would say, I would have liked to have seen them either go after one of those uh, Curtis Samuels of the world. That would have been somewhat nice, but they didn't go after anybody like that. So it's almost like they're, they went and got everything else, and now they're looking to upgrade, you know, the, the weapon, wide receiver, or maybe it's a Kyle Pitts, and offensive line in the draft. So I – it's a little short, you know, a little too soon to talk about fully how you feel about the offseason. But if they handle the draft the way that I think we all assume that they're going to, I think it's a very solid back to back offseasons for the Bengals. Yeah, I would I would echo that, that the last two years have just been something different than we've normally seen. The, the last two years of activity, you know, where normally it's a stand pat and let's wait and see and we'll see who's available when everybody else is done. That hasn't been the case for the last two seasons. So it's nice to have complaints of, uh, or concerns where, hey, maybe there's one or two holes we didn't fill. But think about three and four and five years ago where it was, what What are we going to do anything? Exactly. That, that, huh. Exactly. Go uh, ahead, Jeff. 
Yeah, I'm back. I just <laughs> hey, welcome back to the show, folks. We're here yeah, with the Ice yeah. Man, Jeff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was talking all of a sudden, everything went out. I'm like, what the heck? And Jeff, I know Josh and I are looking for a show, but we weren't ready this quick. Just <laughs> <laughs> take over. I'm glad you guys did this until I got back. I'm like, uh, anyway, freaking internet. But uh, try but city threesome, you're out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We made some changes since you were gone, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even gone that long. <laughs> but uh, one thing that, that people have to keep in mind too is there's going to be more cuts, you know, from other teams in, in the NFL. Because there's lots of teams that are still over the cap. So they got to make cuts. And there's going to be some pretty big cuts. And I think the Bengals are still waiting to see what that is, too, as far as guys they can get uh, as far as the defense line or hopefully a, a, a edge rusher. Because there's not really a lot of edge rushers in this draft, which if I'm re- recapping something you guys already said, I apologize. No, no you're right. There's, there's always the cuts of veterans that are coming out of, after training camp. And then there's always cuts of guys uh, around the draft and and – contract restructuring gone awry. So it's not like all is done. And we certainly have cap space. You know, if you average five, $6 million to sign a draft class, then we have plenty of room to bring in a couple more uh, solid guys, especially now with, with geo space, you know, along with what Josh said earlier, if that $5 million geo check goes in the pocketbook or in the cash register, it makes no sense. But if right. suddenly geo transforms into an edge rusher, then, mm-hmm. you know, it's a different story entirely. Ahead, I actually I actually heard that um, with the Geno hit, and this was by a pretty reputable source, um, that we're all we're almost twenty million under the cap still. Yeah, uh, that's that's quite a bit of money for somebody that may get cut as we get closer to draft, as we uh, maybe make some moves during the draft or whatever. Uh, I can see some guys being cut, like Jeff said, and I can see our money sitting here that can take them, like Josh, offensive lineman, another one, or whatever. Uh, just depends on what they decide to do in the draft is what we're going to do with these last few free agents is what I think. Yeah, I'm still hoping they go after the – and I, uh, his name slips me right now. He's the edge rusher from uh, the Redskins that came – or not, excuse me, not the Redskins, the, the Washington football team. I still do that every once in a while. The Washington football team that came, that came in a couple weeks ago, and according to Jake, let's go on Locked On Podcast – or Bengals Podcast, he he thinks that ship has sailed. But as far as I know, he hadn't signed with anybody, and now we have even more money. So it could be – that that's a move I was really hoping they would make to get that rotation, you know, with, with the guys we signed, the guys we already have, and add him to it. I think that would be a, a, a great move. And you're talking Ryan Kerrigan, right? Yes, that's his name. Thank you. Yeah, what do you guys think? That would be a great, great addition. I, you know, I just think that they're they're kind of they've done what they were gonna do, and it almost seems like we're kind of playing it what we're gonna do in the draft, and then they'll reattack yeah. it afterwards. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I agree. They're on the draft plan right now, and then once they get the draft to figure what they got there, then they'll try to fill in the rest afterwards but uh i started like i said i don't think they're done i think they got a lot of moves left and i think it's going to be a lot of fun this year but it's uh six over six thirty. i told you guys we're on for about an hour so i will let you guys roll on and i appreciate you guys coming on the show you guys can come on anytime you want and hey if you haven't got a place to podcast just you know we, we, we we're going four wide now we can go five wide with with sam too so we can we can do this more <laughs> often you damn right yeah, we, we yeah we really appreciate you guys having us on, and uh, we love your guys' show. I, I appreciate the, all the kind words, and hopefully we're able to land somewhere here in short order and and 
get some shows out ourselves. But uh, the only disappointing thing is we didn't get the I thought we were going to talk about some Reds, but we got tied into the Bengals. I could talk about the Bengals for, <laughs> we always do. for hours, but uh, hey, we, get to, yeah. we can keep I going and talk Reds if you want. The, the Reds are I let me ask you right this, now, so. Jeff. How many more games do we need to score double digits before they start spelling Reds? R-R-E-D-S. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, when you get into the, the, the level of the big Red machine, and that's where they're at, and I'm not saying they are compared to them, but the start they've gotten off to, is like the 76 team. So I'm very excited about them. I'm fired up about them. Yeah. Long season, but way Long to season. start. Way I would just start. say this, uh, outside of maybe those last couple weeks, uh, late last season where they got on a run and actually snuck into the playoffs, this first week of this season is probably as much fun as I've had watching Reds baseball, and I can't remember when. Uh, oh, yeah. The play of Nick Castellanos has – I mean, that's got to hype you up. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan India has just been lights out rookie that he looks like he's going to be a sensation for years to come. Uh, the pitching staff has been unreal outside of a few little blips here and there. I know Luis had a, a, a tough time on opening day, but he was able to bounce back yesterday, but it's fun. It's as much fun as I've had watching Reds baseball since maybe those playoff years uh, back in what, uh, 2012, sometime in that range. So it's been a yep. while since we've been able to enjoy some Reds winning. Yeah, 2012 when we were up three games to one and we can't win a freaking game. But yeah. <laughs> but yes, it's been an absolute blast. I call Nick Castellanos Nick Cablastos. And then they, they, the new uh, nickname for uh, Jonathan <laughs> India is the Red Sparrow. But it is an absolute, like I said, it's been an absolute blast. And the thing is, we're getting this great pitching, and Sonny Gray hasn't even made a start yet. Right. True. Yeah, so we got more to come. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty exciting. You look at that lineup. I know there was a little bit of uh, question marks maybe around a Eugenio Suarez playing that shortstop position, but man, he's looked impressive uh, through the first week. He's made some outstanding plays over there. So uh, they got a pretty solid lineup, top to bottom, and. <laughs> You know, it's going to be fun if they keep playing like this, man. It's going to be a fun season. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch it. They they keep this. Now, they're not going to – I mean, Cassianos, I mean, look, the guy's already hit a slump. I mean, he was batting 500. Now he's only batting 438. So, I mean, he's already going downhill as, as we speak. So He'll pull out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think that o, that o for four day yesterday uh, <laughs> took a hit on yeah. his 538 batting average. But right. uh, what, yeah. What's your prediction? We're on a five-game win streak right now. Where where have they got a shot at, at dropping the next game? I Well, the, the good thing is I, I always worry when we go out west because they always suck when they go out west. But they were just in Arizona. So – you know, they, they haven't been home that long. So hopefully the time change will get used to it and they can, they can, uh, they can take off. And cause Arizona isn't that great of a team. So I don't know I, what I'm hoping is they get off to the same kind of start that the, my favorite Reds team of all time, the 1990 wire to wire team had. Now they get off to a nine and one start. Now they won their first nine before they lost one. Now the Reds would be hopefully the opposite lost their first one and then win the next nine. They got four more to go. So hopefully that starts in Arizona. They got three of them with Arizona tomorrow night. And I don't know what I'm going to watch because there's no Reds. There's no Bengals. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I may, maybe I'll watch wrestling with Jeremy or something. I don't know. early. Go to bed early tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have to do that anyway. But yeah, I'm old. <laughs> well, if they ever legalize pot in Ohio, you can start watching golf on TV. 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love golf. You kidding me? <laughs> minute, Chris. I don't mind, mind golf. That. But Imagine watching that. golf on TV? Come on, Jeremy. Dimebag dime bag dime fits. Dimebag dime Dean. <laughs> Just roll up with a dime bag and a little yeah, master's yeah. golf. And yeah, man, we're going to watch golf tonight, boy. Oh, man, are those azaleas? Get me a pimento cheese sandwich, man. That's 200 yards. <laughs> Nine iron right there, bro. Dude, did you know 300 yards is 900 feet? <laughs> Whoa. 900 feet's like from here to the sun. <laughs> All of a sudden, I feel like I'm, I'm watching Beavis and Butthead again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah. Great point by uh, Keith there, too, with uh, some guys coming back with Gray and oh, yeah. uh, Lorenzen coming back. Yeah. Loaded. I'd say if we can just exactly. keep this five and, got, like, five and one pace up the rest of the season, it'll be fine. I'll handle it. Thirty <laughs> yeah, losses, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think we'll be good then. <laughs> yeah. Well, just just keep winning that what a five hundred clip or what or six whatever. One hundred and thirty-two and thirty. I'm fine. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I'll, I'll take that. I mean, I've been talking smack on on uh, my uh, page saying I'm calling it now. We're going to the playoffs. So, but you know, like I said. Enjoy the moment. That's my thing. It's because some Reds fans are like, oh, well, they're playing against the Pirates. Did you see what they did against the Cardinals? They kicked their ass too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and then uh, somebody comes out, oh, Armin Garrett, he he sucked the other day. He just, dude, he, he, got, he, he got the job done. I mean, it just quit looking for stuff to be upset about. Just enjoy the ride because right. it doesn't happen very often like this. This is the best stretch of baseball for this team that I have ever seen in my entire life. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they definitely are playing really well. I, I've had a lot of fun this past week watching them, like I had said. But if I go back to the rest of my, you know, my life, I would have to go back to the season you already stated, that 1990. I, w- I mean, I was only nine at that point, but I still remember exactly oh, where I was when Todd Benzinger caught that um, that out there on the uh, in the foul territory. Right there, there boys. Go. Right there. Those were great times. Chris yep. Sabo. Oh, that's my, that's my favorite player all time right there. Spuds. Yep. 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 Me too, man. Me too. Yep. Favorite player. Ken Griffey Jr. is my favorite player. Won so much with the Reds, I, even though I loved him anyway, but uh, he had already kind of uh, burned out his career a little bit by the time he got to Cincinnati. I wish he would have came a little sooner. Yeah, I love Junior, but I would say my all-time favorite Red was probably Eric Davis. Eric Davis, Eric the Red, man, he's enough. I mean, him and actually Ken Griffey Jr. or had similar uh, ending of their careers. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, both could not too. stay healthy. That that's the thing. That that was my. That's Eric Davis's problem. He could not stay healthy. I mean, he had that great year in '87, another good year in '88. The '89 hit, and he just he couldn't stay healthy. For, I mean, well, that's you, you go out there and dive around on that riverfront astroturf right. and see how long you last. Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm more <laughs> disappointed. I wish he would have yeah. been able to stay, stay healthy. You know. Yeah. What's that? What kind of dog you got there, Mark? Before we get off here, A full fierce nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dog. <laughs> Little Pinto. Pinto's the name. <laughs> Pinto. Pinto. What's up, Pinto? <laughs> He's a big I've Bengals got, I've fan. Got two horses that live with me, man, and Great Danes. I, uh, my God. Oh, it, makes, yeah. it makes Jeremy feel like a man. I gladly trade. 
That's why I got this pup. I, I just lost my great Dane a couple of years back and, uh, oh, okay. yard, yard duty is remarkably different. <laughs> yes. yes. You don't need one of those big claws. Man. Oh my God. <laughs> got more therapy. Jeez. <laughs> right on. <laughs> exactly. All right, boys. Well, I've kept you guys long enough. Again, I appreciate you. And we'll definitely, like I said, let's do this again sometime. You guys are awesome. I, I love your podcast and wherever you oh, guys yeah. go, definitely let me know. Hey, thank will, you for the invitation, guys. Jeremy and Jeff, it's a pleasure being on with you guys. Thanks to the fans, Ken and Keith and Daryl and everybody on there with the commentary. It's been uh, been a nice I like the I like the setup, man. It's pretty slick. Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate it big time, man. That's awesome. I actually we I personally I know Jeff, thank you guys for coming on and having some killer guests for a whole hour. You guys gave us not many well, people we're over do an that. hour right now. Actually, that's right. So not many people do that. Where do we yeah. send the where do we send the bill? <laughs> to uh to Jeremy Dimebag Dean in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> Dimebag Dime Dean, they'll know who he is. Right on. Exactly. Yeah, they know me down here. <laughs> exactly. All right, boys. Hey. boys well, I appreciate you and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. But thanks a lot, guys. Absolutely. Thank For you sure. guys. Thanks, guys. Later. Later. Well, that was a hoot. Yeah, that was cool. Those guys are great. Yeah, man. I, uh, I enjoy them, and I, hopefully they can uh, uh, get themselves on another uh, podcasting network or just do it by themselves like uh, like we do and go from there. Oh, yeah, man. Definitely. I They, they won't have no problem. I mean, you know, they'll oh, find no, they're, they're fun. They're, they're, they're fun. fun. I, I, I enjoy their podcast, and I've been trying to listen to the last, like, the last podcast. I went on there to, to get on it, and there was nothing there. <laughs> Like the podcast, it said it was there, but it wasn't there. So I'm like, All right. Oh, because okay, yeah, because the whole deal, the whole thing they got going on. So, yeah. anyway, let's get the hell out of here. I want to thank all the uh, Facebook groups that uh let me live stream on their pages. I invite you guys to join all of them. They are Who Day Nation, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, Bearcat Country, V, Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, where you can find our silly TikToks that we were talking about earlier. And follow me on my Strawberry Ice page, which is blowing up. I have, as when the show started, I had 936 likes. 1,016 of you guys are following the show. I have 328 followers on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram, like I said, TikTok. Now, all you 1,016 people, if you're watching this on any of the Facebook platforms, I have 970 subscribers. I need to get to 1,000. So please, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to Sports with Strawberry Ice on the YouTube channel. I'll be pulling the sound off later on tonight, putting it up on the podcast so you guys can check it out. I'm on Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. And other than that, Jeremy, I'll just call him D, you get us to roll on out of here. Sure will, man. Sure will. Um I know I've said it on other shows, but you know what? You can't beat this guys for free. So tell your friends, send them to sports with strawberry ice on YouTube. Just like Jeff told you subscribe. It's all free. Uh, if each of y'all would do it, we would be out of the moon. So, um, unless you've got some major news coming up here, Jeff, I think I will go ahead and take it on out. Sounds good. Ready? Everybody all together right. now. Well, I was at it.
as always, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day, baby? Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Who day? Let's go, Reds. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do tonight. I got no sports to watch. I, I'm, I, I, like I said, maybe I'll go watch wrestling with you. I don't know. We'll find out. But we'll see you guys tomorrow. Try to do the Zeke of the Week. I got some ideas. Do you? I and do. other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!